I watched Cinderella from 1914, and this might be my favorite version of this fairy tale. Although when I think about it, I've probably only seen the 1950 Disney version before this. But in this version, Mary Pickford, who's America's sweetheart at the time, shines as Cinderella. And the story is really well paced. It moves briskly, it never drags, it never feels rushed. It's, it's a really good version. Even so, while I was watching and enjoying it, I was also feeling kind of sad. The films I've watched so far have been between 108 and 123 years old. And so on one hand, I'm lucky to even be able to watch these things at all. Movies were not considered particularly special in the early days of filmmaking. They certainly weren't art. They were disposable commodities, at least to most people. There were a few, the filmmakers probably, who saw them as more than that. But film studios made almost no effort to preserve their past works. They were focused on the business of making new movies. And they would actually send the films out to theaters and never get them back. They were done with them. The theaters would typically play them till they couldn't be played anymore and then throw them away. So that's why most of these films are lost. I've read that something like 90% or more of all films made before the 1920s have been permanently lost. And every once in a while, a copy of a film turns up somewhere, though rarely in good or even complete shape. But for the most part, all those films will never be seen again. And the few films that do remain are rarely in good shape. In most cases, no original negative survives, so we're left with whatever copies have remained intact over the past century and change. And then once in a while, those get restored, but usually, no, they just get transferred to digital and you can watch them. You also have to realize that until the early 50s, films were printed onto nitrate which is not only easily damaged, but also incredibly flammable. A single spark, moderate friction, or really even just a hot day can cause nitrate film stock to burst into flame. And once it catches fire, it cannot be put out. That isn't an exaggeration. When nitrate burns, it gives off oxygen, which means that you can completely submerge a burning film in water or place it in a vacuum, and it will continue to burn. There is no known method for extinguishing a nitrate fire. It must simply burn itself out, which means nitrate film is classified as a dangerous material, and it requires a license for storage and transportation. And film preservationists, they treat nitrate like it's an atom bomb. They carefully store it at five below Fahrenheit. They move it only if absolutely necessary. And when they do so, they adhere to strict protocols. And clearly it's not that dangerous because... Until the 50s, films were moved about, screened, stored, and just constantly in use, and hardly any theaters burned down. Not that we want any theaters to burn down, but in 22, that's the state of things. And what that really means is that, as is often the case, the real loser is the audience. And I'll stop this rant in a second, but I want to make one last point, is that films look indescribably better when seen in their original nitrate glory. And I know this because everybody tells me so. I've never had the chance to experience it, or if I have, I 
maybe was too young. Maybe when I was a little kid, I saw some nitrate films. But I heard firsthand a report of someone years ago who saw an original nitrate print of Casablanca. And it was projected on a carbon arc. It was done the right way. And he said the audience would audibly gasp at how clear the picture looked at moments. And he couldn't even find words to describe how real it looked or how the depth of the blacks and the grays looked on the screen. And then I once heard a critic say that after he watched a nitrate print, he now refers to any especially beautiful sunset or any moment as being almost nitrate-like in its perfection. So I I want to see these things on nitrate. And that that's back to Cinderella. That's when I see these worn out, blurry, it just, it looks, if you've seen an old silent film print, you know exactly what I'm talking about. But they didn't look like that back then. When they were new, they looked beautiful. And I wish I could see that. Um, but yeah, so Cinderella, it was a really fun film. Mary Pickford is a lovely Cinderella. The story is about the same as the version you probably know. The notable difference being that in this one, Cinderella and Prince Charming have a chance meeting in the woods the day they meet at the ball. Like that day they meet in the woods, then later at the night they meet at the ball. So he's already got a little crush on her when she shows up at the ball. And that's kind of a nice touch. It kind of gives a little more depth to their relationship. And uh, it's also kind of nice that he fell for her first as her like Cinderella when she was just the servant girl. She wasn't all decked out. And that later when he sees her like a princess, you know, he's not only falling for that. He he likes her as who she is. And that makes the romance that much more wonderful. And it's also interesting to note that Prince Charming, who's played by Owen Moore, uh, was Mary Pickford's real-life husband at the time. Pickford and Moore were married, so there was some kind of chemistry there. Although they were about to be on the outs. Maybe they already were, but they split up not too long after. Uh, there's a really fun scene in the film when the fairy godmother shows up and she keeps sending Cinderella to get mice and rats and the things she's going to transform. And Pickford, she really milks those scenes when she's carrying the rats and she's not into it. And so it's kind of nice though. It's a little better than the, the cartoon version where the animals are a little bit more like friends or something. The movie was directed by James Kirkwood. It was originally released on December 28th, 1914. I have a DVD that includes Cinderella as a second feature, and it's one I'll return to later when I watch the main feature, which is called Through the Back Door. Uh, you can find a copy of your own. There's a picture of the DVD below. If you want to click it, you can buy a copy of a double feature of Mary Pickford movies. Next, I'm watching A Fool There Was from 1915, directed by Frank Powell. <laughs> 